0: Charting a course for sustainable space, this is Space to Grow, an astro-scale and market-scale podcast with your hosts, Chris Blackerby and Charity Whedon. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of Space to Grow, a podcast focused on the intersection of space development, sustainability, startups, and the ingredients that will lead to a vibrant economy in orbit. My name is Chris Blackerby, and I'm the Chief Operating Officer of Astroscale. We are uh, not a podcast company. We're a venture-backed space startup with a passion for orbital sustainability. What we're doing here at Astroscale is creating technical solutions for satellite servicing, but also focusing on the policy and business aspects that are going to lead to sustainability in orbit as we uh, continue to develop space. I'm coming to you from Astroscale Holdings headquarters in Tokyo, Japan, and I'll be your host on our journey as we dive into these factors that drive the development of this new industry. Well, actually, I'll be one of your hosts. Along with me today and for future episodes is Charity Whedon. Charity is the Vice President for Space Policy at Astroscale US based in Washington, D.C. Hey, Charity, welcome.
1: Hey, Chris. How you doing? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We're, we're different places around the world, so hi.
0: <laughs> Which is what makes this such a cool podcast. Charity is in DC, I'm in Tokyo, so we're now 13 hours apart. Uh, and Charity, what we're gonna be talking about here is um, how space development and sustainability are are tied together and, uh, and why it's so important as we drive this new market.
1: We are at a really important time in our history. I mean, we're, we're expanding in space growth. I mean, people are planning to go to the moon again. Um, this is exciting. There's a lot of opportunity, but we can't ruin that opportunity with space debris or unsustainable practices. Um, and that's why Astroscale with its on-over servicing capabilities and debris removal is kind of part of that growth period for space.
0: Yeah, we've talked about this being this uh, exponential growth of, of space, both uh, in orbit utilization and exploration. And we need to get to that exponential growth without creating uh, exponential debris uh, causing accidents. So um, we're creating neighborhoods in orbit. We've talked about before how what the neighborhoods we have here, we're just going to be having the same services uh, in orbit. And we want to focus on that and make it sustainable.
1: These are the people in your neighborhood. You got the <laughs> the truck drivers taking stuff around. You've got you know your fuel up or your gas stations, your machine shops. Just you know people helping out, making logistics possible and infrastructure possible in space. And that's awesome. I,
0: I date myself on this, but there are these like Richard Scarry books. I don't know if you remember those from being yeah, a kid, of course. and they had all the little like people in the neighborhood and what they do. I always can yeah. kind of picture that in space, right? Uh, so, oh. we're trying to create these sustainable neighborhoods.
1: <laughs> well, I was just thinking, I'm like, so who, who's the space cop? Let's not get into that right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, we can hold off on that one. That could be a future episode. That's a whole we'll new discuss. episode, yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's talk first. This is just an introductory episode, everyone. And uh, and we want to go through an introduction of Charity and, and myself, and then uh, talk a little bit about why Astroscale is doing this, and then give you a preview of what we're going to be doing for our first season. So, um, Charity is—I've uh, known Charity for a few years. Um, we work together closely, talking several times a week, uh, and uh, and she's incredibly uh, connected and uh, and has a long history of being in the space industry in DC and elsewhere. But Charity, can you give a brief introduction of yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm happy to. All right. Um, picture yourself—you're an 11-year-old, and uh, it's like the space shuttle era you go to school, uh, you pick up your friend at their house on their way to school, and you see the newspaper. And the newspaper has a picture of like a cloud, orange cloud with little things coming out of it. It's Space Shuttle Challenger explosion. Um, And that caught my eye. I turned over the newspaper and I see biographies of each individual astronaut. And instead of being scared or worried or or, or concerned, I was like, wow, I was full of wonder. And I was like, how amazing are these heroes that went ahead and did this, even though it was dangerous, and really make our lives better? Um, gosh, wouldn't it be great to be like them, <laughs> as every 11 year old does? Um, and so, you know, went to school, walked across that field, and there was snow on the ground. By the way, this is in Canada in January. So <laughs> it's cold, it's like minus thousand or something like that and that is it that's the big bang of charity's interest in space from there everything else flowed um joined the military flew in an aircraft called the cp-140 it's like a p3 uh submarine hunter aircraft and i was in the back as the navigator uh went to norad tracked satellites and santa um and (laughs) you know it went to the canadian space agency and was able to witness Canada's uh, fine dexterous maneuvering space robot being put on the space station, um, assigned to the Canadian embassy in Washington, D.C. to be a space diplomat. How cool is that? Uh, and then
0: Best when, job in the world. Oh my I gosh. Agree.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then went into industry and represented the U.S. satellite industry in front of the government, um, and then found you know my real niche, which is you know, space sustainability, um, international diplomacy, and solving hard policy problems, and that's why I'm here at AstroScale, and all of those things, as desperate as they seem, and non-connecting, uh, that is the path that I took um, based on that cold January day. Over to you, Chris. How wow. tell tell me about your background? What a
0: great story! I remember Challenger, obviously, as all of us of a certain age do. Um, it, uh, it, it was, I was uh, from Northeastern U.S. in Rhode Island, so I don't think it was snowing on that day, like it was a bit farther north, but I clearly remember it. I don't have the, uh, such a great backstory as Charity does. I, um, I actually was, uh, focused more on international relations, uh, and I lived in Japan about 20 years ago teaching English, uh, and then I went to graduate school and got a, uh, fellowship with NASA. Uh, focused on outreach and uh, and the policy side, and I did that in uh, D.C. for about ten years. Focused on international relations, uh, I worked with the NASA Advisory Council for a while, and so in that in that role got to meet, you know, the incredible icons of space: uh, Neil Armstrong, Jack Schmidt, Eileen Collins, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson. So was able to really get excited about this from just a you know legendary perspective. Um, and then uh, as I was working in international relations, NASA has uh, representatives in uh, three different countries, in, in Russia and in France and in Japan. And my background in Japan and uh, my family is uh, is Japanese, my wife. And so it was a great opportunity to come over here and be the NASA attache, the space diplomat in Japan. So, Go space like Charity, diplomats. There we go. Charity was in that far off strange environment as a Canadian living in D.C., and I was the same as an American living in Tokyo. A little
1: different, so, I think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess, I guess. Um, and so we uh, I was here for five years as the uh, NASA attache at the U.S. Embassy in Tokyo. Uh, and then, so after that time, and what was 15 years working for NASA, I also wanted to explore um, different areas of the space sector. I had gotten my MBA when I was at NASA, so I was really focused on the business side, and I had met the CEO of Astroscale, uh, Nobu Okada, uh, while I was with NASA, and uh, one thing led to another, and he offered me the job as COO. That was three years ago when Astroscale was a company of about 25 people uh, in basically two locations. Now, we are a company of 140 people in five locations, Uh, so we've grown a lot uh, and uh, it's uh, it's just such an exciting time. So as we look at this now, why are we, Charity and I, who have this policy background, long history in space, talking about doing a podcast, uh, we think it's a chance to really look at history as it's being made. Um, back in the day, I was actually a history major. And so when we think about what we have an opportunity to do now to look at uh, a, a, an industry in its relative infancy—it's like going back to look at the aeronautics industry in the nineteen twenties, or the or the or the microchip computer industry in the seventies, and and look at the people who are forming that, and that's what we want to do.
1: Yeah, um, I mean the aviation industry as it grew and grew, and today is into an eight hundred billion dollar, you know, industry actually grew and required regulation, it required organization, international partnerships to make it all work and to be successful. I wanna give people a little bit of an inside baseball look at this podcast, uh, within this podcast. What makes a space startup tick? What challenges are we facing? What opportunities do we have? you know, what is the day-to-day operation of a startup like Astroscale, like the policy challenges, the regulatory challenges, business and also technology. And I think we're going to cover the gamut during this podcast, aren't we, Chris?
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. And um, for those who don't have baseball as a national sport, uh, the Inside Cricket (laughs) podcast, can we say that for our UK and uh, other listeners? That would
1: work. Yeah, so hockey, like hockey in Canada. Insight, to hockey. Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so we, uh, but but what you said is exactly right. Giving the the, the detailed insight um, from from our perspective, and that kind of leads to why why AstroScale. Why do we should we be doing this? Um, there's a lot of space podcasts out there. I listen to a lot of them, and there's a lot of great information. But where I think we uh, really bring something different is on a few different areas first of all we're we're a startup we are in the belly of the beast so to speak and trying to uh, navigate this new this new environment and there's not a lot of other podcasts that are hosted by startups who can give you this uh, direct insight into what's going on and what it's going to take to make this all work So I think that's one big
1: thing I think you know we are the quintessential bright-eyed and bushy tailed ready to go enthusiastic <laughs> and we're just willing to try everything and 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 be experience everything that the space community has to offer so um i think that's part of the the willingness to try something new like this podcast
0: yeah and then uh you know we're also international as as we talked about in the in the intro we're coming to you here from dc and tokyo we've got offices in um in denver dc uh harwell in the uk uh israel singapore and and tokyo so um you know we are always we're always awake at astroscale globally, and that international perspective that global footprint uh with with a base from Japan is I also think pretty rare,
1: yeah, I'm looking forward to the days when you know that point to point space travel stuff can get off the ground and takes us ninety minutes to go, go to tokyo from d c or Denver. wouldn't that be nice yeah, be nice
0: i mean it, it yeah, it would be when when we can all travel again, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's coming, it's coming. That this is, this is part of our optimism is that yeah. it's, it's going to be coming. Um, why else Astroscale? So our startup or international, we're co-hosted. I mean, I, 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 think it's, it's unique to have, um, Charity and I be able to, to both weigh in on things so we can bring different voices and ideas. Uh, we agree on most things, but there's some things we maybe don't. And I think that's, that's a good thing.
1: Yeah. So uh, I'm looking forward to those, um, disagreements actually. Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it
0: will be good. And then finally, we're we're focused on sustainability. As we talked at the outset, um, we're a company devoted to sustainability, to uh, making sure our orbits uh, are clean and usable. And so that's something that is unique in the podcast world. There's not a lot that are. There's a lot of podcasts that touch on things like debris or servicing. We are wholly, wholly dedicated to thinking about sustainability uh, and development together.
1: When you think about it, it's, you know, how many companies in this industry have this, this grand vision and to make space more sustainable and let everyone use it and just make it all work for us for the future. And that's, what's a big attraction to Astroscale I feel.
0: Yeah, I think so too. And I, and I think, um, to be fair, lots of companies do want that to happen. Uh, where, where we differ is that is our, our reason for existence. So, um, that's uh that that makes us a bit different so as we as we look now've we've, we've talked about ourselves who we are we've talked about uh who astroscale is and, and why we're trying to do this so for this first season we're going to try to do a few uh, uh buckets of, of episodes and in this first season what we want to really do is lay out the broad factors that are impacting this development so we want to touch on broad themes which then in future seasons we'll do some deep dives into but the first step, we want to get some broad strokes. So in the first season, uh, we're going to look at five factors, uh, an episode each on five factors with, with a guest for each. So uh, the factors we're looking at are the technology, what technologies that we're going to need to, to explore space, to make it sustainable, and to develop it uh, in the right way. Policy and international cooperation, uh, essential. We, we can't proceed uh, without having uh, clear cooperation among countries, space is inherently an international domain. So we need to focus on that.
1: That is such a hot topic right now. I got to tell you, I mean, international, kind of like who who is getting together around the world and making sure space is sustainable and working together and rules of the road and norms of behavior. All that stuff will be decoded. We need to do that.
0: We have to. I mean, it's 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 not going to. Um, the, the, the future in space is not going to be possible without having that, and it's a really hard job. As is the technology. I jumped past that. I should have let you jump in on that, Charity. But as is the technical uh, development of, of how we're going to do this, um, there's a lot of smart people with good ideas, and how do we translate that into something that is uh, affordable and can be mass-produced and then can lead to something that, uh, that can lead to development and also be sustainable?
1: I I liken this to a lot of the, you know, you talk about space spin-outs, spin-offs rather, uh, that come from space, like everyday things that we enjoy come from space. Um, But what about the spin-ins? There's so much going on right now in the IT world and how we're leveraging that in the space industry. We should probably do a topic on that alone.
0: Definitely. Well, there we go. I'll I'll mark that down for one of the future technology deep dives because you're so right. Bringing in other industries into this is, is what's going to make this this really move forward. So technology, the policy and international cooperation, the third main theme that we want to focus on is the business and customer development. Um, we, we talk about the space economy and space business, but really it's been driven by governments um, for the most part for for all of the history of space we're looking at how we can see the business and customer development outside of government, within government as well, but outside also. Mm-hmm. And so we want to talk to people who are uh, focused on developing that business uh, and, and finding those customers.
1: Investors, why are they investing in space? What do they see? Um, and and what is the what are the possibilities that they are seeing as well? I mean, folks are investing in lunar landers. Folks are investing in in-orbit servicing, space situation awareness, um, where is this coming from? Where is this interest coming from? And what are the returns they're expecting?
0: And that actually ties in really well with the next of our broad topics, Charity, is the the fundraising and scaling. So the, the tie between business and customer development and fundraising, it's obviously very closely connected, but it's a bit different. And so we do want to look at the fundraising side uh, and see what the investors, uh, hear what the investors see about... Um, about where they see the future going, and then scaling. Um, you know, as as COO, one of the things that I think about all the time is how we scale properly, and it's it's tough when you're doing it as a, a small company across various cultures, and you're bringing on more people. Um, how how do you do that? And, uh, and make sure that you can continue to touch all these other big points, keep developing the technology and policy and business while also building up this team and creating an, an internal environment that is uh, attractive for people to come and join. So I want to look at the fundraising and scaling side of this as well.
1: Yeah, but let's not ta- uh, forget um, about society and how this is going to impact them. At the end of the day, it's people on Earth that should be caring about what we're doing in space and not just us space geeks, if you will. And so what can we do to make improvements here on earth? And that's super important. I feel uh, to get across for this podcast, you know, from, from building up talent uh, in the space industry and uh, inspiring new generations to, you know, take up engineering and math and arts and science and policy. Um, we should be talking about that as well.
0: And that's the fifth topic charity. That's exactly right. I mean, it's a, uh... And that's that's really what that, that's the bottom line. That's what it's all for, right? Why are we doing any of this? it's 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 for the influence and impact on society, both the benefits that we're getting from the technology we develop from the exploration we take on in space uh, and and how it how it impacts future generations, uh, current issues. So we want to look at that as well. So technologies, policies, business, fundraising and scaling, influence on society. Those are our five broad factors that we're going to look at in this first season, and each of those we're going to be bringing on guests. So we're, we're talking to um, a lot of our contacts and friends in the industry and outside of the industry to come a- and join us and, and talk to us and help us learn about how we're working on each of these, each of these big issues.
1: Yeah. If, y- if you know us and, and um, we'd love to hear from you, right? Like we want to, we want uh, your ideas as well. So connect with us and let's make this podcast something that um, the generic public space enthusiast and those in the industry can benefit from.
0: Yeah. We, we think it's going to be a really fun conversation. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to Chatting with charity frequently, and to learning a lot from uh, from our conversations and from our guests.
1: Yeah, I have an idea, Chris. Here, I mean, this is me. pilot. You know, the yeah. pilot, if you will. Um, yeah. let's give each of each of us a question. Like, let's interview. Let's do some practice here, and maybe like ask a question. What do you think?
0: So now this is the first time I've been nervous on the whole conversation. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm wiping my sweaty palms. Down. All right. You ready? You, I'm ready.
1: Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll kick it off. All right, Chris. Um, thanks for joining me. Uh um, ah, thank you, Cherry. It's nice to be here. Great. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure you watch a lot of space movies mm. and, uh, you have your favorite, mm. um, but I'm not going to ask about your favorite space movie. I want to know what your favorite space character is and why.
0: Man. And you know what, Charity? I, <laughs> I put this question down and I haven't fully thought about the answer. Um, so, uh, all right. Uh, let's think, uh, it sounds generic, but I'm thinking off the top of my head. I'll go with, uh, 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 the Martian, Matt Damon guy for his, uh, uh, resilience and attitude, and I think that's what's going to drive so much of what we do. And you know what? I he's my favorite, one of my favorite characters. And I forgot the guy's name. Can you help me out? No, you can't.
1: Oh, from Matt Damon.
0: <laughs> yeah, from The Martian.
1: Yeah, yeah, Matt Damon. Yeah, what was his name in the movie? Oh, um, Watney. Yeah, Mark Watney. Mark Watney.
0: Mark Watney. Yeah. So yeah. awesome book, awesome movie. So <laughs> Matt Damon and The Martian. The and 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 I think the reason is this: the optimism. Um, and the, the stick to itiveness and drive that, that he showed in that obviously is, is what we're all going to need. And it's a, obviously a basic human trait of survival that he had, but, uh, we need to think creatively, we need to think optimistically, and we need to not give up as we're forging ahead, um, uh, in this, in this new, in this I new like world. That. So I think Good that's, that, that's who choice. I'd say.
1: Very um, well done. So, you ready, you're ready. You know, I,
0: I I wasn't at all, but <laughs> that's the improv. Um, I, I you know I I'd like another question, but I kind of want to hear what your answer is to that as well. So, uh, Charity, um, if you don't mind telling us the same thing.
1: <laughs> so I have given this some thought. Not just ah, today, though. Not just ah. today. This is something that I'm like a little bit obsessed about, and that's the expanse Mm-mm. and Christian Evasorella, yeah, yeah, the diplomat. I just, I just connect with her (laughs) and, and, and she, you know, she's tough as nails and she gets into, you know, space, no spoilers of course, but, but her viewpoint changes because she's interacting with people of different cultures. And I love that. Um, It's kind of what my career has been about is learning from other people and building up that empathy. And uh, finally, I want her wardrobe And (laughs) I just think, like, I want a whole closet full of, like, her clothes. And uh, I'm, you know, this is totally geeky, but at the next Space Prom, oh, yeah, I'm going cosplay as her.
0: (laughs) Stay tuned, everyone. Everyone who's going to be at the Space Prom, whenever they hold it again, keep Um, your eyes out for Charity Whedon.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'll try anyway. But, yeah, yeah, like, I, I mean, it's not a movie, I know. But I think there's a lot of awesome lessons in the expanse. And, and I enjoy it a lot.
0: That's great. It is an awesome show. I love it. Um, we'll have to try to get some guests on from there in the future as we dive yeah. into our society podcasts. Um, well, Hey, a- a- any future guests, be prepared. Uh, get your answer <laughs> ready as we're going to ask you the same question. So, um, so uh, I think we'll close it out here, Charity. Uh, thanks everyone for joining us on our first episode. This is going to be fun. I think we're going to really have a good time diving into these issues and uh, our first guest, we're going to have a, a kind of an overview show uh, soon, and our first guest is going to be a uh, new Netflix star, Emily Calandrelli, to talk That's about awesome. space and how, uh, how it connects to society, so stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah, Emily is a star, uh, not just a Netflix star, but, you know, a TV star, but also an author, and just a, a great, you know great person to interview and we really look forward to that yeah That's we're awesome.
0: excited to have her on the yeah. show um hey everyone thanks again for joining uh, look forward to having you as part of future episodes and uh we'll see you again on space to grow
1: see ya